Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. As the name says, we're business creators. We have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have the marketing and business coaches, consultants, and mentors. We have the folks who help others create and grow their businesses and the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers. If you are one or more of the above, and in fact, many of our listeners who tune in every week are all of the above, take a moment, explore episodes, discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Be sure to subscribe so that you get access to this episode in addition to over 220 business creator episodes on a breadth and depth of topics to help you win at the game of business and marketing and serve from the intersection of your brilliance and passion. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Every five-star rating helps us help more business creators just like you, and we have a very exciting topic today. I'm going to try and read it off to you. However, Princess Alessandra is pacing in front of my screen right now. Uh, she just got some new jewelry, so she's a little excited. Uh, many of our listeners know that sometimes you hear my cats meowing in the background. Sometimes they climb on my shoulder and you can hear them purring. That's just the way it is. They're my personal assistants. So let's have some fun today on how to generate traffic and leads. Are you tired of your online presence not bringing you the flow of new customers you and your company need to survive? Are you finally ready to tap the Internet's massive power to produce a steady stream of traffic and leads your small business deserves? Well, having heard the description and being familiar with Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, you've probably guessed that today's guest is none other than one-click Lindsay Anderson who's going to join us to share her expertise in working with small business owners to help them utilize the web to produce more uh, traffic to your website. We'll talk about that in a minute. Come on in, one click. Come on in. The weather's fine. I'll be nice. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been a long time of coming, friend. Yes, yes, it is. I know we've had a couple attempts to make it work, and, uh, you know, they say the good things, that really are valuable or those that sometimes we have to put a little forth effort to make happen. So I'm That's totally right. we should, happy with it. Yep. We should now, warn, we should warn the listeners. List- we should warn the listeners that this episode might have a little bit of like, um, you know, fighting in it. So if they're, if they're, if they're not in nice. the mood for some fighting. Nice. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so for our listeners may know that, one Click Lindsay is a web strategy expert working with small business owners and business creators to help you utilize the web to produce more traffic and leads. She is the founder of CEO and CEO of trafficandleads.com and is also the creator of the Click Technique. So that's the official bio, but what I'd like to do, like we do with all of our guests, is take a moment and rewind a little bit. And if you could tell us just a little bit about your own journey and uh, in your own words and how it's brought you to where you are today serving business creators from the intersection of your brilliance and passion. Sure. So I've always been an entrepreneur, like probably many of your listeners and you yourself, Adam. So as a kid, right. I, of course, would do lemonade stands. And instead of, like, babysitting, I was running the babysitter club where I was, like, basically getting girls underneath me and, and sending them off to do the babysitting while I collected a piece of it. 
Um, so when I went to college, it seemed like a natural fit for me to go into information systems because then you could, like, create things and you wouldn't have to hire all this tech people to help you out with it because that's the direction it was going. So my first my first real right. business in college was a piece of stock because I used to work at it. I was a manager for a swimming pool while I was going through college. And this was before the wow. Internet really took off. And people would come in and sign up their kids for swimming lessons, and they were doing it on paper. So my first, like, piece of software that I tried to sell was a – was called the Splash System. And basically it was allowing – people to sign their kids up for swimming lessons online and it was pretty archaic just a form really and then I would and then I sold that to all the local swimming pools so wow after, yeah well come to find out though Adam it didn't work that well because uh, a lot of swimming pools didn't have computers at that time because the humidity would ruin them now like they require them and the humidity situation has been resolved. But a lot of the swimming pools I tried to sell that to, they were like, ah, humidity is a problem. We don't have a computer. So after that, uh, I got a job at a nuclear waste facility out in the middle of nowhere in Idaho Falls, Idaho. And while I made a lot of money at that job because I was a government contractor, it was extremely mind numbing and, uh, boring because we would have to be hauled out to the middle of the desert in fact the first time i went out and it was kind of dangerous the first time i went out to work i went and got a drink at the drinking fountain and this lady goes don't drink it don't drink the water like essentially the nuclear waste is seeping into the groundwater and you cannot drink from the drinking fountain so um but so during evenings i was getting some gigs on the side um, doing some web development and stuff on the side on weekends and, and basically for pennies on the dollar, I was helping other small businesses to try to build up my portfolio and eventually ended up leaving this high paying job to open up my own web development business. So, um, I did that about 12 years ago and we right. made a lot of, mis we made a lot of mistakes. With that, we, uh, uh -huh. we hired a lot of, we hired a lot of employees, had a big fat office. Ended up owing $100,000 in back taxes until we finally realized how to really run a business. Um, and uh, once we realized how to really run a business profitably, uh, we began to excel. And here I am now, trafficandleads.com, where we specialize in online marketing and generating traffic and leads through Facebook ads, SEO, PPC, content marketing, email marketing, and like basically tying all those things together. You know, there a couple you weeks ago, uh, some a couple weeks ago, that's I, I had no idea about the swimming pool stuff. That's very interesting. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, your name came up in conversation, and somebody actually referred to you as Lindsay Anderson. And I'm thinking, who's Lindsay Anderson? Oh, you mean one click? <laughs> You've gotten to be known so well as one click that uh, I have to ask you, where did we come up with one click? Yeah, so funny story, in this office that I was talking about, this expensive office we decided to buy, uh, the guy next door was a chiropractor, and we both ended up coming, ended up being the type of people that would come to work at the same time every single day. So we kind of got to know each other. He's like, hey, Doc, good morning, all this. Well, what do you do? Oh, well, can you help me? Can you help me generate traffic and leads for my chiropractic clinic? So, of course, I said yes, and I gave him a lot of, like, you know, a lot of the warnings, like, um, 
online marketing, it takes some time. The first couple of months, like there may not be a lot of leads. We've got to set up all these landing pages and Facebook ads and do all these things, and you have to be patient and all these things. And it doesn't matter, Adam, what I told him, but every time we would meet at the door to walk in the office in the morning, I should have just altered my schedule. But uh, he would say, I don't have any traffic and leads. Where are my traffic and leads? And I would be like, Doc, you just, I, you got to give me a bit of time to do some more testing. Once we get them to make that one click on your website and get on your email list, then we can nurture <laughs> them and make them become clients. And I apparently like to repeat myself, so I probably said this one click line to him 8,000 times. Well, sure. one evening, yeah, one evening, the hubs and I were watching the final Walking Dead episode, and I had an epiphany. So I ran into the office, made some final adjustments to a landing page that we were working on. I don't know why Walking Dead has anything to do with that. I don't think it was part of the epiphany. But anyway, we, uh, I made some modifications the next day. He had about 20 names on his list. And that was fantastic. And okay. so we walked in, and he, and he said, well, 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 if it isn't one-click Lindsay. And I thought, that is catchy. I think I'm going to steal that, and it's a it, like a lot more people remember me as One Click Lindsay versus Lindsay Anderson. So it seemed like a really good marketing technique. So there you go. Agreed, very much so. Uh, so I love your backstory, and again, I had no idea about you having a business that early on. I remember when I was growing up, coming up in the world, I lived in a very rural area. There really were not many houses around at all, so I did the best I could to have a little grass cutting business, but my market was very, very limited. Uh, now, when I became old enough to drive, I couldn't wait to get a license so I could go out and get a job and make my own money. So for the next five years, I had jobs while I was in college, and then I had jobs again after I graduated from college, and then I went full-born to entrepreneurship in the year 2005. In the meantime, I kept coming back to the old entrepreneurial bug. And, you know, it's interesting you spoke about the business you had in college. And I remember when I was in college, uh, I was a political science major, which should surprise anybody who hasn't been living under a rock for 20 years. And, uh, and uh, I um, spent a lot of my time in the computer lab. Now I'm really dating myself because standing in line and going to work in the computer lab, a lot of us didn't have computers in our dorm rooms at the time. I'm really dating myself here, even though it was only 20 years just comes to show how quickly society and technology have evolved. And uh, I was playing with all my GeoCities websites. It had the uh, tribute page to the love of my life of that month and uh, the shout-outs <laughs> to my boys and the pictures of my bitch and Camaro and everything else. And uh, those, those sites are not online anymore, so don't even try it. But Sad. already I was looking at the, you know, in e-commerce at that point was in its infancy, I was in the process of building a competition-grade stereo system for my Camaro, and I learned a lot about how this stuff worked going to different websites uh, that sold things like the amplifiers, the subwoofers, the uh, dual battery isolators, the, the really thick wires, and all the other stuff you need. It's more complex than that, but I'm using common terms that most people will probably pick up on. Very complicated to do something like that. And uh, I saw where e-commerce was very much in its infancy, and this was back in the day where uh, uh, I can't even remember if PayPal even existed at that point or if something like it. You know, the idea of actually pressing, a, you know, clicking a button and submitting credit card information was still very new. In fact, I think the best you could do was a secure form, and then somebody on the back end had to manually answer it or something like that. I don't know. It's way back. But let's just say that my curiosity was piqued. Um, I was supposed to be doing my uh, political science term papers, 
But since it wasn't the night before it was due, I just went and studied basically uh, the beginnings of e-commerce, and I kind of got hooked on it, regardless of the um, the ups and downs and the fluctuations and the changes in my interest and what I do in business. This stuff always does excite me. That being said, uh, we've, I don't think we've ever actually addressed this directly, but I think we better since it was mentioned in my book. One click, I'm telling you, the last thing that entrepreneurs and business creators need or want in their business is traffic to their website. There, I said it. <laughs> Adam, you're completely wrong. How, could, how dare you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I am a guest on your show. You're insane. Of course people need traffic to their website. Adam? <laughs> well, but, 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 and you know what? You're absolutely right. And in the Groundhog book, I come out and say that, of course, you need traffic to your website. But what I do, and I explain this in greater detail in the book, is I introduce the concept that everybody else is talking about from a different angle. Uh, I mean, everybody out there talks about traffic to your website. Now, you have applied some different names to it. You say traffic and leads, which is a different phrase. And you also have this thing called the click technique, which I'm going to ask you about in a moment. Uh, I say that instead of getting traffic to your website, what you want to do is get visitors to your web page who are pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped. So it's a matter of, and this is for all of our listeners, if you find yourself in a market where it seems like, even though you know you have a unique recipe for doing something, you're having a hard time sounding like being anything different from anybody else. Simply rename it, and all of a sudden you'll be number one. And especially if you do something thought-provoking, like you talk about the click technique or never getting traffic to your website or something like that, it raises people's curiosity, and now you become the center of attention, and you have the opportunity to show them your recipe, which increases your conversions, which grows your business. So that's why I say it. So uh, so just to be absolutely clear, and I'm saying this for the record now, since one Stop. click you Hold did on. stipulate finally admitting. Okay, get out your recorder. Well, this is okay. recorded anyway. It's on our iTunes channel. We can go download it, so no worries. <laughs> just like you okay. finally admitted last week, you did attempt to strangle me at Dream Business Academy. I'm going <laughs> on record and saying that uh, you certainly do need traffic to your website. You just want to look at when it comes to things like that, how you position uniquely in the marketplace so you stand out. So that's really the lesson. I mean, we've been going back and forth on this for about three years or so. So when we get on stage <laughs> in the next Dream Business Academy, let's pretend we didn't have this conversation and the rivalry still exists. Fantastic. I love it. It's a, it'll be our little secret. All right. So uh, what I like to do with these episodes sometimes is start from the bottom and work our way up. So, uh, you know, you mentioned that when you were working with your colleague there, you had an epiphany while watching The Walking Dead, and it led you to make some changes to his landing pages. So let's go in a little bit broader with that, and what are some of the mistakes that you see business creators make with their websites, and how would you fix them? Well, I would say, Adam, the number one thing that uh, that I think people mess up with their websites, if you're talking about a website versus a landing page, I think where most business owners fail short is spending time on what they write on their website. So many times people are concerned about the aesthetics of a website, making sure it looks pretty, and not spending time on the copy. Now, I know you are a copy amazing magician, 
So you may or may not realize, but you probably do, you probably notice it like a sore thumb, that people have beautiful websites and realize that they've just kind of stuck copy on there uh, or pictures on there or, like, you know, like the line that they're supposed to be addressing the pain of their clients and they're just not spending time on it. Like that is the most important piece is what you have to say on a website. And oh, I yeah. think that that's, that's a huge misstep for a lot of people. They're not willing to pay copywriters. They're not willing to sit down and do it themselves. Right. Very true. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and that's what I find, too, especially when I used to own a web development firm. We would swear the whole project would be done in four weeks, and then it turned into four months and six months, and then there was mutual loathing and everything yes. else. And what it really came down to was content. And Always. where a lot of people really struggle is the content piece of it. The design is relatively easy. Even before WordPress became viable as an engine to drive your entire website, and we were still doing things with CSS and SHTML and server-side includes and all that other happy jazz, even, before all, even during those days, uh, design was relatively simple. Uh, we always found design was the easy part because it's really – not as challenging as people think it is to come up with a brand aesthetic based on feedback from your clients or your customer. But where it got stuck is, well, what do I say on this website? And you're saying that a lot of people just throw content up there. And I'm wondering, and I want your thoughts on this, is this because people just don't know what to say, so they throw some happy stuff up hoping that it sticks? Yes, 100%. They're not... I mean, it's really, I know the word like avatar and figure out your customer avatar, that gets thrown around a lot lately, but truly yeah. to know what problem your clients are, what problem your clients have and how you can solve that, if you can succinctly say that on a website, you will get so many more clients. Right. Right. And sometimes it's the little words too. You know how many times in the past week I've seen this phrase on a website if you need any assistance, don't hesitate to contact us. Yeah. Ugh. Gag me with a spoon. Don't hesitate. Why are you telling them not to contact you? What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I totally agree. This is my point. This is my point. It's a it's the little things that you need to do to stack the deck in your favor. So are there any other mistakes? I want to make sure that we hit all the ones that really stick out for you before we move on to uh, generating the high-quality web traffic. Well, there is a couple of more, but I think they might fit more if I were to explain my click technique to you because there's a couple of gotchas Why don't we skip ahead and do that? Is that cool? Why don't we skip ahead and do that? So tell us about the okay. click technique. Yes. Yeah, so the click technique, let me tell you what it is. First of all, of course, it's after my name, right? But second of all, it's essentially right. a way of uh, creating a strong online marketing foundation. So there's a lot of, like, people out there that, you know, you can have six-figure launches and you can do all these amazing things online, which you absolutely can. But so many entrepreneurs and small business owners don't have a strong foundation for that. Um, they don't know, like, they're not making social media posts or they're not, they're not collecting emails. They're not doing all this because they're confused at, like, where to start or where to begin. So I developed the click technique, which is actually the technique that we literally run all of our clients through at trafficandleads.com to build a strong online marketing foundation so you can actually go out and then you have a community of people you can sell stuff to and have these amazing launches and stuff like that. So if your visitors visit theclicktechnique.com, you can hear about all this for free, but today I'm going to give it to you already, so you may not even have to go there. But 
The first C in the quiz technique is curiosity. And Adam had said this earlier in our conversation with his no traffic. This is the perfect way of generating curiosity. When Adam says that on social media or in a blog post or on his podcast, he creates curiosity. So people will come and they will click on his social media post and go to his website and want to read more about why he is saying these things. Or you hear the word one-click Lindsay and you want to know, well, what, what makes her so special? So the number one thing in order to drive more traffic and leads to your website, Adam, is you have to create curiosity through your content. It can't just be boring content. It has to be videos and writing posts and PDFs, like great content that makes people curious. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, and it's one of the harder steps in the click technique, but you have to create curiosity. Wouldn't you say, Adam? Right. I would say so, uh, and I think where a lot of people make mistakes with this is they try so hard to come up with abstract concepts. Uh, one of the things I share in the Groundhog book is coaches, consultants, and mentors do their best work when they're hands-on solving real problems for real people. So get out there, do stuff for your customers, and create content around that. That will be interesting, exciting, sexy. What do you yeah. think about that? Am I on the right I track? You're on the right track. That's what I'm saying. So got to peak curiosity. Otherwise, no one will come to your website. Well, right. once after, after you create curiosity and you get people to come to your website, then you get to the L for land, which kind of goes into Adam's previous question of what people are missing on their website. And so when, when you're able to drive interested traffic through curiosity to your website or a landing page, I don't care what it is, this applies. You have to have a few basic things on there. The first one, Adam, is a Facebook pixel. So I'm not going to do a Facebook 101 training for your audience because I'm sure you've had plenty of Facebook marketers on your show. But just let me say this. Get a Facebook pixel installed on all of your websites, even if you're not planning on um, – doing any serious Facebook marketing in the near future, get it on there because the Facebook pixel will will allow you to track everybody who has been to your website. And the sooner you get it on there, the more seasoned that pixel will be. And when you do decide to get serious about online marketing and Facebook marketing, you can go in and you can say, hey, Mr. Facebook pixel, show this ad to everybody who visited my website in the last 30 days. Hey, Facebook pixel, you know those 400 people that visited my website in the last 30 days create a lookalike audience of them because if those 400 people liked it, then, it, you know, you can make a million people that look like those people and show them an ad. So it's so important to have your Facebook pixel on there. The second thing is that you have Google Analytics on there. So I will say it again. If you go into analytics and you get a headache and deer in the headlight looks because there's so much data in Google Analytics, I'm not asking you to go in there every day. All I'm saying is get the code on there, and then when you decide to hire an online marketing firm like myself or you decide to take some courses and really step up your business, you will be glad that you started tracking analytics when you did because you're going to be able to know. Uh, let me explain what it is. Essentially, Google will allow you to give, will give you this code and give you access to this really powerful piece of software that will tell you who came to your website, how long they stayed, where they left, where they clicked on, all this amazing information that an online marketer can utilize to make you more successful. Um, another thing for land is to make sure your website is mobile friendly. 
Um, in today's days and a- day and age, uh, in the analytics of my clients, we're looking at over 80% of most of my clients' traffic, Adam, is coming from a mobile device. So there is no excuse to not have your website be mobile friendly. If you go to Google and you type right. in, is, is my website mobile friendly, Google will even give you this free little test. You stick your domain name in and it will spit out, yes, your website is mobile friendly. This is important. Not only, Adam, from an SEO perspective, ranking in search engines, but from the perspective of your users. Like, if they come to a non-mobile friendly website, they will leave immediately. Um, finally, yeah. for L for, finally for L for Land, I would say, um, when people land after they click on your curiosity content, uh, your website needs to be professional. In today's day and age, you should not have an ugly website. Go to Wix, go to WordPress, go to Squarespace. I don't care. There is no reason that you should have an ugly website because you can find a very inexpensive way to have a decent-looking website. True. Fair enough. Any questions True. on and I, L? Yeah, and I, and I make the argument. Yeah, and I make the argument too that. Because it's so easy to get a professional-looking website, whether you use Wix or Squarespace or you install WordPress on your server and you buy a theme for $75 and you go in and you change the colors and the fonts to match your logo and off you're running, uh, there's just no excuse for not having something that's sloppy and not mobile responsive. Uh, not in this day and age. Nope. Nope. And, and, and you know, maybe next year I'm probably going to be talking about speed because speed keeps coming up in SEO discussions, in PPC discussions, yep. like the speed of your website is becoming increasingly important, although although I wouldn't put that as top ten right now. So top five, we'll say. Right. right now. Okay. Um, next. Yeah. So I, after after they land, then of course you have to have what's called an irresistible offer. 99% of the people who visit your website are just looky-loos. They're there to look at how, you know, you pique their curiosity, and they're there to look around, but and they will never come back, nor will they remember you three minutes from now. So you have to try as hard as you can to get their email address so that you can continue to email market to them and get them to become a client. So you do that through an irresistible offer which is a free PDF or a video course or a 10-day transformation or like mine, the clicktechnique.com, a five-day crash course on how to build a strong online marketing foundation. Now, this is easier said than done because everyone is doing it. So you literally, Adam, have to have a really good piece of information that people can't just go Google for. You can't just put out there 10 10 ways to – get more exercise in. Like, I can look that up online all day long and find answers. It has to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to, uh, it has to be like a secret sauce. It has to be truly, truly useful in order for people to leave their email address with you in return for this piece of information. Fair enough? Very true. Um, very, very, very true. Like if I was still in the web development game, which I'm not anymore, but if I was, I might put up a special report that says why you absolutely do not want traffic to your website. Because <laughs> they'll say what, what, what? Just like, just like uh, I, I mean, I saw a Facebook ad just the other day about how you don't need a funnel to get people to sign up for your consult session, and uh, I was just curious enough to check in with what they had to say. It's like what you don't need a funnel to get consults, and. Uh, yeah. They were pulling and, the same trick Adam and, and, was, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and let me cut to the chase. You do need a funnel. They were redefining the, the term. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but you do have to be careful. Like that title is good but you have to back it up. Like, here's the other thing, is if Adam were to click on, right. oh, you don't need a funnel, and they end up telling you you need a funnel, then you're going to, this is not bringing you closer to the business. So you literally have to give really good information. Right. Right. So be careful. Yeah, have a sexy I, title, like yeah, Adam said, but also back it up. Yeah, yeah because um, by the time I get done explaining the difference, between traffic to your website and visitors to your webpage, we've now introduced uh, pre-qualified prepped and pumped, which is pumped, which are the three P's of website conversions. And we've introduced concepts of how to properly lay out a landing page, how to optimize the speed of your webpage, which, you know, as you said, is in the top five or the top ten right now. And we've also looked at copywriting and content marketing just to get through, the, through those three P's. So in saying that what you want is visitors to your web page is we actually give sort of an outline of how you get visitors to your web page or traffic to your website, as you would say. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So Adam, you you probably need to get that up on your website. Is your irresistible offer? Just kidding. It's not the business um, of men anymore, but I might do a Kindle book on it just for the hell of it. Yeah, you should. Um, just for fun, I'll give a couple of my favorite irresistible offers just to get your listeners thinking. So uh, one of my sure. clients was a was a grief counselor. She's helping people through their grief. Um, and there are some yep. mornings when you're experiencing grief that you, like, don't feel like you can even make it through the day. So she developed yep. a series of audios that if you were in a funk like this, uh, in a down place, you could listen to this audio of her basically telling, trying to motivate you to continue on, like, continue on with your life and it was amazing because she had been through grief so she knew what to say she knew what these people wanted to hear so people were giving her their email addresses left and right for this valuable audio so that was a great that was a great thing um i mentioned my irresistible offer it's literally within this irresistible offer is how much you should spend on facebook ads it comes with a free facebook group like it's value 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 um Another client of ours, Adam, we uh, joint client of ours, uh, he has a 10-day transformation. Yep. These ones are really powerful. It's essentially yep. he's a business coach, and he's asking for people's email addresses and saying, hey, can I email you every day for the next 10 days to walk you through this business transformation? Now, how often are people yeah. excited to receive an email a day for 10 days? Well, all of these people, because they've all yeah. raised their hand and said, please email me. So, and you know, you know what's um, interesting about that. You know what's interesting about that one, if I may. Um, yes, yeah, please. You say the ten days, uh, the ten days uh, transfer. You know, the ten day transformation. Now, our listeners may have heard that and said, "Oh, well, I'm going to sign up for that." And he's going to give me transformation tip number one, transformation tip number two, transformation tip number three. Actually, no, he's not. Uh, we're in the process of actually revamping those because we created those sequences, I think, about a year and a half ago, and he's had some shifts in his offers, and he's brought up some exciting new things he's doing with his business. So we're in the process of actually editing four of those emails, which is going along with another process of uh, retiring one of his businesses and uh, and repositioning another one of his businesses. So we got a lot of stuff going on. And we're going to be having a lot of fun over the next three weeks with all this. But when you actually sign up for that 10-day transformation, you get introduced to ways to connect with him. 
And it also, if you keep following it, you find yourself having the opportunity to segment into another funnel if you're really interested. So it's not tip one, tip two, tip three, tip four, but you do, you do get 10 days of conversation to help you find your reasons to make your decision to invest further or take another look at this. Yes. Yeah. Amen to that. And you guys, yeah. Adam, like Adam said, it, it has to be, they've worked really hard on this. They put a lot of thought into this. They put their secret sauce into this. I say them between Adam and our client because Adam is an amazing copywriter. And, uh, the irresistible offer it has to be high quality. It just has to be for it to work. Yeah. So, Adam, after you get someone's email address through your I irresistible offer, we move on to the next C for cultivate. And I know Adam is really good at this cultivate piece. And essentially is what that is, is you have to keep in communication with these people. And that can be through text message marketing or email marketing or even a Facebook group. But you have to continually be in communication and cultivate this relationship now that you have contact with them. So many people really don't like email marketing because they feel like it's very used car salesman. They feel like it's outdated. But I am here to tell you that email marketing still works. It's still relevant. And if done correctly, it can fill your, your pipeline. So C for cultivate, you have to cultivate that relationship. Now, you don't know what to write and you don't want to create all these funnels and like again the click technique is how to build a strong line online marketing foundation you have to be emailing these people at least once a week and what do you email all these people at least once a week you email them that piece of curiosity content that you created for the week that i told you in the first step and literally this should not take you more than 10 minutes a week to write an email to your list with your piece of curiosity content and hit send. The point is to be, and this is a minimum, like there's a lot you can do. I'm just talking minimums here, Adam, but you need to continually email these people. If you email them once and then you don't for a few weeks and then you do it again and then you don't, they will just unsubscribe because they will not remember you. You have to keep this relationship going. Now, in a perfect world, Adam, after they opt in for your irresistible offer, you would actually generate an email of maybe t- maybe 10 emails to cultivate them to actually like get to get them to make a buying decision, um, a, a funnel of some sort to get on a calendar, introduce them to some podcasts. You would basically create an email sequence after their irresistible offer and then shove them into this once a week system that I'm talking about. But even if that's too overwhelming, right. I'm telling you, if you start collecting email addresses, email these people once a week. Please email them. Right, Adam? Yes. Am I begging, very, am I begging your audience? Very, very true. Um, very, and, that's and that's that's very true. And we're, we're sure to do that. Yeah. And and just, just for those listening, uh, you can go sign up for MailChimp. It's free. Get ask your current clients their permission if you that you can add them to your email list and everyone else that you think could possibly be interested in your business, ask them their permission if they would like to be on your weekly email. Ask everybody who comes to your website for your irresistible offer, like start building that list and start emailing. Um, it can be a little disconcerting when you first start email marketing when you get those unsubscribes. Uh, you send out a blast and you get five people unsubscribing. Guess what? People unsubscribe from email all the time. It's not because they were bugged, it was just because you were not, like, 
they were just not interested. Like, you can't take that personally. And I always recommend sending those unsubscribe emails, like, to another email address that you don't even check. Because you don't need the negativity, but it's going to happen. That's just the nature of email marketing. Right. Very and true. finally, Adam, Adam, are you ready for the final K? Are you ready? I'm ready? I'm ready for the special K. Let's do it. Okay. K is the hardest part, Adam, and that is keep going. So the click technique is a way to build a strong online marketing foundation without spending a ton of money. All of these things can easily be sped up if you're willing to put money into ad spend or, or mostly ad spend or paid traffic of any kind. But for most or a lot of people who are just starting, you don't have the money to do that. So what I'm telling you to do is keep going. You develop a content calendar and you make a promise to yourself that you're going to do this for six months and see what happens. You're going to put out curiosity-inducing content and you're going to collect emails and send emails. And you're going to do that for six months. And you're going to make a promise to yourself that even if the phone never rings for six months or even if people don't like your Facebook post, you will still do this. And I promise it will not take six months. It will be a lot less than that. If you follow this click technique, you will get more clients before six months. But I'm telling you, like, during that first month or two, you might not want to do it. You might want to watch that football game. You might be shy. You might not want to do it. But you must do this and make a promise to yourself, and you will get more traffic and leads to your website. Do it. You know, uh I, yeah, I have, I have a piece of advice for everybody. You're listening to the Business Creators Radio Show right now, and I know that uh, you, know, you one click, you have a you have a show with Lindsay Phillips. You do every Thursday, I believe it's called Marketing and Merlot with Lindsay and Lindsay. Did I get that right? You surely did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I was very happy to be on that show. Uh, maybe about a month, six weeks ago, something like that. And if you are in a position where one of two things happens, where it seems like you just can't quite get your brain focused on what content am I supposed to create, or if you were like me there for a while, where you weren't even 100% sure what business you wanted to be in, uh, I mean, which is just something that business creators go through, and we've addressed that in other episodes, uh, when you find yourself trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up, uh, do a podcast or a regularly scheduled Facebook Live where it's the same date and time every week and give it a name, do it persistently and consistently every single week. And uh, that will give you a ton of content. And what's also a very happy byproduct is, is as you interview people, you have guests on, and you interact with your listeners and your followers, they're going to give you ideas for stuff to write. So that takes care of the blank screen syndrome as well. Ooh, I like that blank screen syndrome, and we all we all go through that at certain times, Adam. And it it can be really hard. But Adam's absolutely right. But if Facebook Live is not your bag, or if podcasting is not, you're more of a writer. Like I feel like everybody has their strength. For that piece of curiosity content, go with your strength. I personally am way better at podcasting and talking to people and creating voiced podcast than any other kind of content writing or anything so that's my weekly thing i do a lot of other things but like tried and true i release that podcast because that's the easiest piece of content so you it doesn't matter what the curiosity content is just develop it now there's other ways to fix the blake screen syndrome outside of what adam said as well i constantly find myself on on reddit um 
and Quora looking looking under different topics to see what questions people are asking. You simply pull those off of Quora or Reddit and answer them in your blog post or in your video. That's another that's another way of looking at it. You can look at the questions that people are already asking because uh, yeah, if I, you know when I go on Quora and Reddit, believe me, there's a lot of stuff I want to say. <laughs> yeah, so you may as well pull off the question and say it yourself, say it on your own blog, right? Yeah, 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 it's, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you're saying it's a curiosity starter and it's a thought generator. It's those things like like I'm one of those folks that you know being highly introverted by nature. Um, I really don't enjoy social situations unless I'm in a small group of people that I actually enjoy hanging out with and know very well who are all named Lindsay. It's just a funny thing about me, and it's been proven <laughs> time and time again. Now, that being, now that being said, um, I sometimes will be in conversations with folks, and then I'll be replaying it in my head later. Have you ever, have you ever heard the thing about introverts, how, we, you know, how many arguments we win in our own head while we're in the shower? That's I have me. not. So, yeah, so yeah, that's me. A lot of people do that. They'll have, they'll have hypothetical arguments in their head with people that they've never had conversations with, and they'll actually win those debates in their head. So think about that and how you replay your conversations and you come up with all these inspirations. That can be your content as well. And by content, it doesn't necessarily have to be an exactly 850-word blog post. Because nope. editorial guidelines change all the time. And I tell you, we used to have clients who would – participate in other blogs and they would get dinged because oh well you're you didn't uh, do your subheader with the right uh, with the right number of words and uh, your paragraph should be longer and uh, we only want you to have one bullet point list and your in your you know, your photo has to be at least 300 dpi and all that gag me with a spoon you can do content for a lot less than that and uh, in this day and age especially if you can find a way to say a lot in a few words with our digitally literate audience that requires that type of writing, you could get very far with it. I totally agree. I absolutely agree. I uh, Yeah, like Adam said, I wouldn't worry so much about, like, the SEO rules and this and that rule. I would more worry about creating a decent piece of content once a week. A curiosity. Yeah, if you, you want to – yeah, Exactly. Search engine marketing is a completely different thing, and it's uh, you know it's just on the periphery of what we're talking about today. But you know some of the suggestions for that are you know do press releases that are optimized for your key phrase because those will hit a lot of very authority websites that will give you backlinks. That's one way you can do it. Another is is uh, write a book uh, and put your keywords in the title of the book, and then do a hundred podcast interviews on a hundred people's shows where the title of every episode matches the title of your book. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go about this uh, if we want to talk about search engine marketing. But, uh, you know, if you want to do the keyword research and find out what your keyword is, you know, find it and then just ride with it. Don't worry about keyword densities on everything else. Yeah, Focus exactly. on the basics of it and then just and then just generate a lot of content. What I wanted you guys to hear in there when I said go do 100 podcast episodes. I mean, we just recently, is one click you know because you're featured in it, uh, recently launched Groundhog Day as an event, not a business strategy. We launched it on Groundhog Day, but it's not like we were planning to spend one day on promoting that book. No, we're going to be right. We're going to be riding that pony for a long time. We are actually in the process of announcing our our international virtual book tour. We want to get in front of as many audiences as possible with that message and change as many lives as we can. 
So if you have something like a book, and doing a book is a great way to get content because if you need to get a blog post up because your brain's running a little short that day or you're under too many deadlines and just can't think creatively, go to your book, find a couple paragraphs or one of your sub-chapters, uh, lightly edit it, and uh, put it on your blog. And there you go. You have content for the week. In fact, a couple of our clients, in fact, one of ours, you know, one click that you and I share, do exactly that. And they have, like, at this point, I think eight or nine books. So they are never short of content for their weekly newsletter. Amen. And Adam brings up a good point. If you're going to put this content situation off until the morning that it's due, chances are eventually you're going to get to a morning that you're either too busy or not motivated or not feeling the not feeling like doing it. And if you haven't written a book and you don't have that library of content to go to, it's going to be really difficult and you're going to want to quit. You're not going to be able to do the K for keep going. So I highly recommend, and I am not, I am not this type of person that plans things out, but I will tell you, I personally create a content calendar, and it changes everything. So when you're feeling particularly um, uh, creative and you have time, please sit down and write numerous blog posts if you can or Facebook posts or whatever it is and plan it out. That is the way that you can K for keep going. And, yeah, and, and as I said earlier, if you're looking to just get started with it, start a podcast. Or if you don't even want to go yep. through the technical uh, challenges of a podcast, which actually are very simple. I mean, basically, sign up for iTunes and uh, and one of the other channels and then put, you know, there are different WordPress plugins. There's the Blueberry PodPress and there's a couple others. I think one's as good as the other, that when you post a new episode on your WordPress site, it automatically tells iTunes and your other networks, hey, there's a new episode here. So now you have syndication. Yep. Do it once a week. I mean, they, I mean that's basically the basics uh, technologically of getting a podcast up. It's a step or two more than that, but that's the broad outline. Uh, if you don't want to go through even that little effort, then just start doing a Facebook Live that's the same date and time every week and talk about it. Share the replays and announce when the new episodes are coming up. Uh, and as you start there, you will find other ways to fill your editorial calendar. The, the K is most important because, as we say, uh, it's, it's the whole goal of being persistently consistent with your website and sales conversion conversation that leads to know, like, and trust. I love it. Amen, brother. All right. So uh, we have – how much time do we have here? This is going really fast. Ooh, we have 13 minutes. All right. Uh, we've uh, spoken about the content generation. We went through the entire click technique, C-L-I-C-K. Very, very exciting stuff. So um, here's one that um, here's one that is actually an audience question. When somebody heard you're going to be on our show, they asked me this. Uh, very important is okay. So you have your landing page up, and you have your irresistible offer, your special report, or your whatever it is you're offering, and now you want to get that person on the phone. So what, in your experience, have been some tactics that work for that space between when they opt in and join your list? To they get to that point where they say, yes, I would love to speak with one click. Let me go to her scheduler and book myself in. Well, of course, the first thing is is you have to make it super amazingly easy for them, and there's no reason to not have a Calendly or a, what do you use, Adam? You don't use Calendly, do you? 
Uh, right now, as of uh, as of today, this Tuesday, we're doing this fine interview. Uh, is schedule once. Uh, I love schedule once. Calendly is good. Uh, I know a lot of people swear by time trade. You know, the thing is, find one that works for you. They all work. Yeah, they all work. I don't care which one you use. I like Calendly because it it syncs with my Google Calendar, and so people can't schedule yep. over different meetings, but I'm sure all of them kind of do that. But anyway, um, so that's first. You have to make it super easy for people to schedule an appointment. And the second is, is through that email sequence, if you remember when I was talking about the Cultivate step, you have an email sequence after the irresistible offer, and you basically have to uh, cultivate this relationship in order for them to call you. And then you can pull out the tried and true Marketing tactics like scarcity. You say, I'm only going to accept three, or you only have two days to schedule this. And when you pull out those marketing tactics, you have to, like, make sure that you're legitimately doing it. But through this email, and and, and this is also goes back to my original conversation with coffee, spend some time on these emails. Invite them to list, uh, build your authority by telling them you've written a book. Build your authority by being like, I'm on all these podcasts. You should listen to this episode. Let them know. Speak to their pain. Let them know why they should schedule this call and then make it easy for them to schedule a call. And it shall be done. Yes, yes I'd like to emphasize that point not only because I spent a whole subchapter on it in Groundhog Days and Event Not a Business Strategy, but uh, seriously, use a scheduler that syncs with your calendar. Uh, if one person has to write to you, call you, or message you on social media and say, hey, when can we talk? Then oh, there's a gaping hole in your website conversion conversation. And uh, and I have seen people resist this and say, oh, well, my audience doesn't go for that. They don't do schedulers. They require that it be a human being. Well, you know what? <clears throat> Not true. The fact is that schedulers bring you closer to your audience. They don't create a barrier they create a pathway and here's the reason why because now you don't have to deal with a person in the middle uh, even the best person in the middle because now just to get scheduled with say with Lindsay you now have to uh, be subject to the availability and responsiveness of Lindsay's assistants um, who may you know have their own reasons for pacing how quickly they let you get on her schedule or I've seen cases where people are making phone calls about scheduling a phone call are you out of your mind However, yeah. when yeah. Lindsay gives one, one click gives you her Calendly link, or I give you schedulewithadam.com, there's no conversation that anybody has to have at all. You pull up the form, you select your date and time based on your time zone. It shows you what days and times I'm available, so you just pick one. No conversation about when. That's just when it is. Name, email address, phone number. What do you want to talk about? Submit. Confirm. Done. And then because it's structured that way, even though you and I have not necessarily interacted at all, when I come to the call that day, I already know who you are because I've had a chance to look you up. Uh, maybe I've even reached out to you on social media between then and now. If I checked you out on LinkedIn and Facebook and I liked what I saw, uh, the minimum I've Googled you and seen your website and some of the things you're up to so I have an idea where you're coming from. And you've told me what you want to talk about, so I'm in that frame of mind that I'm ready to go. So... The scheduler is a pipeline. It's not a barrier. I want to make that very clear. And it really is, like, if you really want a good funnel, like, you just have to use a scheduler, like, no matter what. Right. I would say. 
I can, I can give you one more, and I, I can Go give ahead. you one more actually. And this is something that we um, that we have found be very effective when our clients do webinars. Not Facebook Live, but actual webinars where you go to a landing page, enter your name, email, and we usually ask for the phone number as an optional because statistically 80% of people will give you a real phone number and it doesn't, and our studies have shown it has no effect or negative effect, whatever, on opt-in rates. So ask for the phone number as an optional is my, is my first tip. But what we do is we have them uh, enter their name, email address, and there's an optional phone number on the landing page, and then we take them to a page that says, you know, we'll have your details to you in just a second, but right now, be aware that we are fine-tuning our presentation for next Thursday based on the questions and feedback from people just like you who we're trying to serve. So if you could take a moment right now and ask us your number one burning question on this topic, and then there's a little form off to the side where they enter their, you know, they enter their topic uh, or their question, and, they, you know, usually we do have to answer their name and email address again, and, you know, statistically... 43 to 45% of people will take this step. And now, you know what you've just done? It's because you added that one little page in your webinar registration process between, yes, I'm signing up to be on the webinar, and look, here are my details. We've given them an opportunity to interact directly with you and ask you a question. Every single submitted question is a lead. Uh, we did a webinar just last week with one of our clients. Um, he had 70 people registered for the webinar. Uh, 38 attended live, and within five minutes of the end of his webinar, three people, three people, within five minutes, went to his online scheduler and booked a consult with him. So imagine what happens when he sends out the replay, what's going to happen. That's outstanding. I love it. I love yeah, so it. You, yeah. so, th so think about the processes you already have and what little thing you could insert in there to translate an opt-in into an actual lead. That's what we do with our webinar process. Amen. And um, if I may, I also think that people, when they write these emails, they're afraid to sell. Tell me if your customers have this problem, Adam, is people don't want to be too salesy and they're <laughs> afraid to actually ask. Like, I think out of anything, you not assuming that they're just going to love all this amazing information that you're giving them and that they're actually like find your phone number to reach out to you. You literally need to tell them you need to ask Be say you need to sign up for this and it's leaving. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Now uh, what, you know, one of our clients does very effectively is when he's doing pure content emails or pure content blog posts, um, he'll add a PS to the article or the email that gives a recommendation for a course. So even though he's not being quote-unquote salesy, what he's basically saying subconsciously is, hey, if you like this article, here's something you might want to take a look at that takes you to the next level. And he makes a fair amount of his organic sales that way. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, yeah, there's, yeah I think we covered that. There's lots of ways to turn those leads into consult calls. And then you can listen to Adam's awesome episode about sales, how to actually make that sale, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we have, uh, wow, time's really flying here. We have less than five minutes left here. So what I'd like to do uh, very briefly um, is turn it over to you there, one click. Uh, you said you had a little something for our audience uh, for being so generous and in investing in themselves today. Yes. Uh, so, Adam, thank you again for allowing me to be on the show. It's been fantastic, even though we had a, we have a little rivalry there. And for the record, everyone needs traffic to their <laughs> website. Thanks for the last word. Um, 
So uh, <laughs> you can go to, like I said, theclicktechnique.com. Put in your email a five-day crash course on everything I talked about today. Um, part of that is some mini trainings um, on how to get your Facebook pixel on there, how much to spend on Facebook per day, um, if you're on a budget, um, access to my free Facebook group. So just go to theclicktechnique.com and put in your email address and find some online marketing magic. Uh, you can also listen to my podcast at thetrafficandleadspodcast.com. Um, also on iTunes and Stitcher, it's a fabulous podcast. And, uh, of course, my company, which is trafficandleads.com. Wow, that's a lot of great stuff. But, yeah, as I, as I even said in the Groundhog book, I highly recommend the click technique. Uh, sometimes even me, when I'm thinking about, well, what do I need to be doing here? And am I on track with my marketing? I'll go back to the C, the L, the I, the C, and the K, and yep. I'll check my own efforts against your outline to make sure that I'm focused the way I need to be. And if it seems like one of those letters is falling a little bit short, that helps me get laser focused on exactly what I need to do more of or need to optimize or need to be smarter about in order to maximize my own efforts. So when we have simple things like you have the click technique, I have the, uh, I have the spring formula, there's a lot of different uh, acronym-type formulas out there. But when you have something like that that people can easily follow, like the click technique, so seriously, folks, go – Sign up for that click technique. It's going to make a big difference just in terms of getting you organized and persistently consistent about what you're doing to get more visitors to your web pages. I love it. Thank you, Adam, for the, uh, for the <laughs> opportunity and the plug. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And one click, thank you very much for uh, taking the time with us today. It's been an honor and quite an education. Thank you, Adam. See you guys later. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing and thrive at the intersection of your brilliance and passion. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.